Listen to the show and peep what these dudes bring. If you didn't know, it's an orange and blue thing. Hope to win the championship in a few rings. It's an orange and blue thing. Walk off if the game's tied like shoestrings. It's a Mets podcast, orange and blue thing. Beat the other team with defense in a few swings. LFGM, it's an orange and blue thing. What's up, Mets fans? Back at your orange and blue thing. Season five, if you could believe it. Season five, episode two of our little program here. I'm Darren Mean, and that's Julia Quadrino. What's up, Julia? Nothing much. I'm loving your jacket. Oh, thank you. This was actually a gift to me from someone I met on Twitter. She was moving. She was moving to Detroit, I think, had like no space for it anymore. Was like, I just wanted to go to a good home. I still wanted to go to City Field. No way. Yep. That's that's how I got my seats. Oh, yeah. Same thing. Just yeah. random nice people on the internet. Random generous Mets fans <laughs> out there giving us free stuff. A lot of the stuff in this studio actually got for free from Mets right. fans are just very generous. But right. we ended up trading. Long story short, I mean, I told you about it, but uh-huh. people were asking me how I got those seats. This guy that lives in Massachusetts, uh, damn, I should have, you know, I'm saying this guy gave me a you know, thousand dollars seats. We weren't seats. planning on talking about this. We weren't, that's the best part about the show is yeah, when yeah. we just start talking about random Mets stuff. That's right. what the show's about. Um, so I got the seats, and then when I went to go pick them up, he lived in Massachusetts. He right. was down here, yada, yada. I picked them up, and I said, what can I give you? And he said, oh, I'll pay it forward. I said, I have to give you something. Right. And then he said, well, now that you mentioned it, I'm a big David Wright fan. Is there any way you can kind of get this, this photo signed? And mm-hmm. I said, it's probably impossible at this point. Right. He's in Cali, COVID, There's, not yeah. going to see him. Yeah. But I have a David Wright bat that I got from the Mets. Would you want that? And he's like, yeah, sure. Fair trade. So we made a trade. <laughs> Done so deal. Signed David Wright bat that I didn't display ever right. for these seats that I love. Shameful, by the way, but awesome. I know. I know. <laughs> um, so uh, speaking of David Wright, we are going to have Jay Horowitz on the show in a little Woo-hoo. bit. Shout out to Jay, a uh, big friend of the, of the brand. I've known Jay for a while now, and he's been a huge part of the Mets for decades. Decades. But uh, we're starting a new thing. You and I talked about it, mm-hmm. where the last guest asks the next guest right. a question. Uh-huh. So we have one here from David Wright. That is awesome. <laughs> Um, so we're going to actually get, a two-parter. It's a two-part, two-part question. question. Um, David's the man and, you know, humble brag. I got to, you know, I sent him an email, he wrote me back <laughs> and, um, uh, you know, so we're going to ask Jay a question from David, but I guess we can kind of say next week who our guest is going to yeah, be. Yeah, absolutely. Next week, we're going to be joined by Disha from the daily news. She's been a Mets beat writer for a couple of years mm-hmm. now. I think this might be her third season. And uh, that's just to help kick off a little bit of what we got going on this month, which yeah, is what? we got it's March is uh, Women's History Month. If you didn't know, today is actually International Women's Day. Um, so I thought it'd be a good idea, you know, especially just with everything going on in baseball and sports right now. You know, we should really start talking about the important women uh, who were with or are still with the Mets organization or played any kind of role. Um, so we're going to have Disha on next week. She will be our our featured woman of the week. Um, you know, as somebody, again, who had a, a failed sports journalism career because I really couldn't kind of handle the the grossness that comes with the industry, for lack of a better term. Um, I'm very excited to have a journalist on. Um, and, and also yeah. just like, you know, current state of the Mets, like what's the difference between Absolutely. last spring trainings and this spring training? So, Disha, yeah, yeah. we're going to be happy to have you next week. <laughs> Some claps right. for you. I, I, appre- I approve the use of that. that button. Yeah, that I'm going to I'm going to actually, you know what? I'm going to make your promise. No fart noises today. <laughs> Uh, no fart soundtracks. Uh, if you didn't watch last week, I got a soundboard here and I've been having fun with some sounds here. And last week I let a couple fly. <laughs> you know, what's funny. Um, Amelia has been saying whoever smelt the Delta lately. 
which I think is awesome. But That's she amazing. She doesn't really understand what it means, right. yet, but she must have heard me say it or Kelly say it. Uh -huh. so now she says it and it's it's awesome. Oh, I love um, it. She's at that perfect age. I don't know if we talked about this on the show last week, but did you did I tell you? I think I tweet about it. We're randomly driving home from the aquarium a couple of weeks ago. I don't think I heard And this. she's like, can I get a coach? Oh, no. Oh, you definitely. I think you tweeted about or Prada? this. Yeah. Or like something. Gucci or oh, something. Yeah, oh, yeah. I want a Gucci bag. <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, can I go to like Chuck E. Cheese? You know, like I want a Gucci bag out of nowhere. Kelly. Yeah. So <laughs> She's been shopping we got with Kelly. Lizzie in the background giving me the, giving me the eyeballs here. So, yeah, that's what I'm dealing with. But speaking of like, you know, International Women's Day, I'm surrounded by females. I, live I was going to say, women. and I the seven line women. is all women. Yeah. Uh, One day might be owned by a woman if Amelia doesn't opt to own a cheerleading merchandise brand instead. She's actually she got a great heart. Day. She's been talking a lot about lately. She wants to make shirts and she wants to make t-shirts uh -huh. and donate the profits to charity because she's been doing a lot at school where they um, they're raising money for some cancer. Um, Foundation. I don't know which one it is, but right. it might be the American Cancer Society or something like that, where they sent home like a flyer when uh -huh. you're explaining to her like what it is. Yeah. And um, you know, like the checkout at the supermarket, they'll be like, "Hey, you want to round up type thing." So she's learning now. Yeah, yeah. What that's about, you know? Oh, that's so she wants awesome. To help out. So maybe it'll be a little Mets T-shirt or something that we can make on our site. Oh, I love designed that. Designed by her, and then we'll donate the profits. So that's what we got going on. That would be so cute. Um, listen, guys, if you're watching live, that's how you can get some free stuff. We do have a good amount of people watching. We are on three platforms right now, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. All you have to do is click the little share button and you will post it on your wall, post it on your wall, share it to your, your <laughs> chat or what did you say? Snap, snap it to the chat. Snap it to the post chat. Post it on your wall. That's a Howie drop there. So post it on your wall if you're watching right now on Facebook. If you're snap listening afterwards, chat. though, if you're a podcast listener instead, the way to get involved in the free stuff is after you listen to the show, go to Facebook. If you have Facebook, share the show on your wall. It helps the show grow a little bit. And then that's how you're eligible to win some free stuff. Free stuff. So if you're watching on Twitter, Periscope, YouTube, whatever, go to Facebook or go to Twitter later and retweet the tweet of this video. And that's how you're in the running for some free stuff. So last week's winners, without further ado... We have on. Do you have a drum roll button. I don't no? have a drum roll. I just looked. Drop I don't have a ball. drum roll. We'll do some clapping. We'll work some, on that. Some cheering. Um, on Twitter, it is at Mike Dingman. <laughs> and on Facebook, it's James Raymond Jensen Jr. <laughs> so those are the last week's winners. The winners get free Met stuff. I didn't write what the free Met stuff is. Right. So either it's going to be a gift card or maybe we'll we'll contact you, get your address and send you some stuff from the warehouse. Mm -hmm. I think what gift cards the way to go. Let people pick, pick what they want. Pick what they want. Sure. So you told me before we went live, there were some random napkins in this jacket. <laughs> I haven't. I really have not worn this jacket since I wore it to City Field. And like I was going to grab my winter coat to come here tonight. And I was like. Oh, like maybe I'll wear that. And I went to spit out my gum before we came on air and I had City Field napkins still in the pocket, which made me like simultaneously happy and really sad because they've been in there a long time. Well, I wanted to talk about that because, um, you know, a little transition here. I was yeah. watching the game yesterday. I don't know if you were. But... I did. Okay. I had homemade so... rum buckets. It's great. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Rum buckets. Shoe made them. Nice. We awesome. called it shoe stew, but continue. Shoe stew. How about that? <laughs> I might be a little dangerous, but anyway, um, so Gary, they come back from commercial break or, you know, to commercial. I don't know which, which one it was, but they're mentioning Mets.com, going by tickets, yada, yada. Right. Mm -hmm. So Gary, I'm paraphrasing here, but Gary said, said something about go to Mets.com, get involved in, in a ticket plan and go to opening day. That is kind of 
I'm sure he was reading from a script. Of course. No, I'm not saying that Gary, wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but still, that's I'm not throwing Gary into the bus here. Ambitious but phrasing. The Mets started selling this year's tickets last season. Yeah. So early. They've never done that before ever. Yeah. So last summer, July 12th or something was opening day, July whatever. Mm-hmm. By August, they were already selling this year's tickets, right? I know. The schedule came out super early. They were already looking forward to the future. I understand 110% why yeah. these teams are doing it. They need to, they need to operate right you know they got to give lindor that 300 million needs his money absolutely breaking news if you didn't hear uh <laughs> they're talking about an extension it should oh my be god you soon. probably just scared everyone when you said breaking news he didn't sign no not yet <laughs> they're talking about it not yet, not yet. so uh <laughs> not yet so the um the way that it was worded was basically sign up for some uh, Mets plan and go to opening day. Sure. You bought opening day tickets and you I don't did. even know if you're going. I doubt it. I have a ticket plan with the Sevillan Army. We don't know what we're doing with our yeah. tickets. Like like we talked about last week, over 600 people, 602 people renewed their tickets. Yeah. Are they all going? Probably not. So how could they say yesterday on TV, buy a Mets ticket plan and go to opening day? I just really think they're setting themselves up for just a lot of headache in such a short period of time because we're now how many days away until opening day? 24 days until opening night in oh DC. My goodness. 31 days until the home opener. That is not a Today's lot of time. Eighth, right? Yeah. So a month. Yeah. A month from today is opening day in oh City Field. So well, th- not weeks, but a month. Right. So in this time, they have to both announce what the deal is and then, you know, figure out who amongst people who have already bought tickets gets to go if I'm assuming there's not going to be enough seats for everyone who no, has bought tickets. Especially already. if you saw last week, they they did email people about pod seating. More details are going to come out this week, so on and so forth. But there's no way that the amount of tickets that they already sold, they're going to be able to um, accommodate all those people. Right. So I've been getting some questions on on Twitter about this, and I didn't reply because I wasn't sure exactly how to word it in like 140 characters. Sure. But people are asking. I see tickets on StubHub. Should I buy them for opening day? And I would say no. No. Because you're going to pay a premium for that. Like yeah. if someone could easily go on StubHub right now, like you could sell your st- your tickets right. for 400 bucks. It's about what I bought them for. Really? Yeah. On From the Mets? No, from, I'm going to pronounce this carefully. It's called Tick Pick. But see, you might get screwed. I know. Because this is this is what this this is the problem with the third parties right now. If you purchase a ticket on StubHub, let's say, mm-hmm. for opening day, and that face value is 80 bucks, but you pay 300 bucks, right. you're gonna get the $80 credit. Well, so what you're happened was $300. I, I bought these tickets last year and then opening day was canceled. So I had a credit. So I'm like, I'm not spending more money. You know, I would have because that would make sense. I'm like, I don't have extra money to be spending on tickets. I still probably won't be able to use. So to me, it's money I already paid. I didn't pay it this year. It was just the credit I had. But no, you're right. I'd be very wary of it. Yeah, I would for sure go through Mets.com. On the the secondary market right now, I'm sure the Mets.com site doesn't even have anything available for opening day. But don't buy tickets on StubHub. Um, you know, it, not not even talking about like our group because right. like uh, that's a different story. But or at least just wait until they announce something. Just wait. Yeah. So um, we do have Jay in the waiting room. Jay, just sit tight. We'll be with you in just a couple minutes here. Uh, I did want to mention because we started doing something recently with birthdays. So <laughs> happy birthday! On Friday is Daryl Strawberry's 59th birthday. Does that make you feel old? Doesn't really do much. No, for me. this next one actually <laughs> makes me feel old because oh, the yeah, next same. one is. Johan Santana on Saturday is turning 42. I'm 40. We're only two years apart. Yeah. And I feel like his, I was watching him in 2006, 2005 I know. at Shea. And I'm like, 
I, I always would look at the players and be like, they're older than me. Yeah. You know, but back then we were only a couple years apart. I know. So, and he, he was so much older to me when I was watching him. Sorry. Yeah, I don't even Not want to put it. you on the spot, but like it's 42 is old, old. Oh, thanks. <laughs> for yeah. a baseball player, for a baseball player, you're fine. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. So let's talk a little bit about this month and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and what it means to not only the, uh, you know, the Mets, the Mets team, but just in general. Sure. So, uh, like we said, March is um, Women's History Month. Today is International Women's Day. Uh, so we want to try and, you know, use this voice that we have, especially right now when it's such a hot topic, um, you know, to kind of amplify, elevate, bring attention to important women in Mets history. Um, I thought a really important person to highlight in general, but especially this week, um, was Shannon Ford. Because um, it was actually somehow already the fifth year anniversary of her passing this past week. Um, so I, I feel like everybody should know Shannon Ford's name at this point. Um, but in case you don't, she was really just like a, a trailblazer for women in baseball. Um, she graduated from St. John's, which is where I went, which is funny because that's how I had first really heard of her when I went to St. John's and I was studying PR, journalism, whatever. And it was right around the time she got sick. And anytime it came up that I was a Mets fan, all my professors were like, oh, you know, Shannon, like whatever. Um, and then I actually, because of that, I think you might've been there too. The event they had at Foley's, the stand up to cancer event for Shannon. Were you there too? Yeah, I went to that one and one in New Jersey. Also. Yeah. And it was just crazy. You walk in there and it was like Mets personnel, former players, and then fans, even, um, I'm, I know I'm going to get his name wrong. Jay would know this. Obviously. I think his name was Sergio. Michael the, Sergio. Yeah. Was yeah, there, yeah. He the was there. Jumper, yeah. yeah. And it was, it just showed like everyone like she's so important to the organization to everyone as a whole so um she started as an intern in 1994 which is women in baseball in the 90s like that's a big deal uh you know she rose through the ranks of the organization um and you know it's kind of i feel like a lot of people talk about her you know how brave she was and how hard she was working you know while she still had cancer which is amazing because let's not you know discount you know working in new york city for the new york mets and new york pr with new york media whatever that's a hard job on a good day you know right, 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 with all right. that going on but it's so important i think to highlight that even before she was sick she was a badass in the industry she was breaking barriers she was I think she was known for having like a reputation. It's like she fixed things like that was which I feel like like most women usually end up with that reputation. But that's why it's important to have women in sports, especially in PR, especially in New York. You need somebody who can fix things. So, um, you know, she was uh, very involved in all of like the charitable endeavors they did. I think Tuesday's children. Uh, David Wright said that she was very helpful with him in the beginning, setting up his charity and all that. So in so many ways, she was so important. And again, I think it's important to highlight that, you know, her career accomplishments are not defined by the fact that she had cancer. She's not going to be remembered because of her untimely death. She was so much more than that um, to the organization. And so, you know, like I said, you and I didn't really know Shannon personally, obviously. Um, so I thought it'd be really special to have someone who did come in and kind of share, you know, his insight, his stories. It was not only her boss, but um, pretty much like family. So uh, we have Mr. Jay Horowitz here today. Um, yes. You know, he was one of the <laughs> I think he's probably one of the most legendary figures in Mets history to have never worn a uniform. 
Everybody knows Jay. Um, he's currently the vice president of alumni public relations and the team historian. But prior to that, he was the vice president of media relations and has been with the organization since 1980. <laughs> Four decades of Mets baseball. So that's 40 years. You name any of your favorite players from the past 40 years, he could probably give you 40 hours worth of stories about them. Some of which you might find in his book, Mr. Met, which came out last May. Um, so, yeah, let's bring him in. What's up, Jay? Well, How you doing? Thank hey, Darren, I got to apologize. The thing didn't click on my computer, so I went on my phone. So. That's all good. No, the phone is fine. If you could actually hold it horizontally for us, it would look, it would fill Perfect. the frame there a little bit better. Is that better? Um, I think that I, you might be covering the, the might camera. Be covering up, the camera. Yeah, but when I lose you now, sugar. Yeah, we don't see you. Right, we can hear you. But we, we can, can hear you. If you uh, put it maybe the other way, it might be better so we can see, uh, see you. What did I do? <laughs> this is great, Jay. <laughs> this is live show. Nothing like it. I, I should I, I shouldn't have moved it. Uh, let me click on again. Hold on a second there. You take your no, time. Up, oh, he's gone. But it's he'll all be right. Back. He'll be back. I'm sure, Jay will be back. This is <laughs> this could not go better. To be honest, this is exactly how I. I just feel like this is so part of the Jay Horowitz experience too. Oh, of course. Just figuring it out as he goes, and he's going to make it work, and it's going to be great. Exactly. And that's Jay's just the Jay. man. And we have a lot to talk to Jay about. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be back. All he's got to do is click that link again <laughs> that we sent him. Um, so I've known Jay, you know, I started the seven line in 2009. Mm -hmm. I met Jay really quickly and, you know, certain events we, we'd be together at. And, right. um, the last time I saw him was when there was like, um, what was it? The 50 year anniversary anniversary of the 69 Mets okay. winning the world series, but SNY put together a documentary mm -hmm. and it was because of the jets, the Knicks, and the Mets all won the same right. year. And we went to the premiere and Jay was there. So we got to catch up. Oh, uh, awesome. Jay's back. He's What's back. up, Jay? How you doing? Why did I keep this? I'm mechanically now. Then I apologize. No, it's all good. Keep it <laughs> this way good. then. Keep it like this. That's that's fine. It's totally fine. So I don't know if you could hear when you were in the waiting room. We were just talking a little bit yeah. about Shannon. hundred um, percent you guys right on. You know, I mean the thing is, you gotta remember when I when we hired Shannon in nineteen ninety four, there was no such thing as women in PR. And it, I, you know, I knew she was a keeper right from the get go. She was dedicated to Mets fans. She knew how to keep score. She had enthusiasm. And she had, she had, she wasn't afraid. She didn't back down for anything. She went on road trips with Mike Piazza when he rehabbed. She, you know, she wasn't afraid to to ask favors of the top players. I mean, one one of my favorite stories were in St. Lucie in the rain delay and uh, in, in practice. I'm sitting on the top of the stands, and Todd Hundley is late for an interview. He was down in the clubhouse playing cards, and Shannon yanked him out in an interview. He said, "Jay needs you. Let's go." I mean, I mean, she, all the guys loved her. You know what's remarkable, Darren? What she did. You know, have all these different factions. You have the players, the media, the front office, the ownership. And they all loved her because she was a hard worker, dedicated to her family, dedicated to Mets, and she was my right hand person for you know twenty two years. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I was, I mean, you pretty much hit everything that we were going to ask is really to just kind of explain, you know, who she was to you, not only professionally, but as a friend, as a person. But I'm also curious, you know, maybe you still see in the organization today, you know, the effect she had on the women who came after her. Uh, maybe she kind of made things a little easier. Was she there to help, you know, people below her? How do you see her impact as a woman, both in the Mets and just in the industry in general today? Well, or give example, Melissa Rodriguez, who was a, uh, was an assistant when Shannon first started, she's now the second person in command of the Washington Nationals. And, wow. you know, Shannon was her mentor. And, you know, um, you know she she would speak to all the I, I, 
forgive me, I forget a lot of the names, but mm-hmm. once a woman came in, it was an intern, they sure, sure Shannon had a position of authority. They would, she would talk to them and mentor them and say, keep going. If you could, I could do it. You could do it. You know, I mean, she was just there for, and she, she knew her place. She knew what she was doing. It was unusual. And she felt she had an obligation to women who called in. Somebody called in on the phone who needed a recommendation for a job. Charlotte Shannon was always there. So she knew her place in history. And I, you, you hit 100% on, on there was, you know, her battle with cancer shouldn't define her. She was so much more than that. And she was just inducted into the, uh, you know, New York Baseball Hall of Fame, first woman inducted there. And she wasn't inducted because she had cancer. She was inducted what she did to the game. She edited probably the best press guide in, in World Major League Baseball. She ran the 2013 All-Star Game. She worked for MLB for the Playoffs World Series. And, you know, the, all the people in MLB knew what kind of a worker she was. And she was always tapped to do those things. Yeah. No, I, you know what? This is why I wanted to have Jay come on and talk about it because I knew he was going to just bring it home because nobody was closer with her than you were. And I think you're exactly right. She was a perfect embodiment of what can really be when we embrace women in sports and what yeah. they can really do. So, Jay, thank you. I'm so happy you came on to talk to us about that. And honestly, I feel like, you know, Shannon is probably the only other person who probably has as many stories about this team and organization as you do because she saw a lot of it with you. Um, and of course, you did us the favor of putting a lot of that down in a book, which is awesome. Uh, we can see the book, The Forward, was written by Jacob deGrom. So I'm kind of curious, um, yes. out of 40 years of players that you've worked with, why did you ask Jacob to write I'll the forward I'll tell you, you what the deal was. <laughs> Two years ago, I switched over. I was the head of the alumni relations. So they wanted, they said, who's the youngest? Who do you have the relationship with on the team? And Jacob deGrom. Jacob, you know, I'm about 40 years older than Jacob. So... Mm-hmm. We had this deal. I, I would ask him for an interview. He said, okay, we, we had this basketball uh, net in the locker room. If you make two or three shots, I'll do the interview for you. <laughs> I never made two or three shots. Jacob always did the interview. Another time, you got to go outside and hit a fungos to me and Steve and Matt. Probably hit one of every 30 balls. But Jacob <laughs> Jacob and I, we hit it off. You know, he he he, he was a, he's probably, you know, he no, no, no doubt my mind's going to win another sign. You know, all Jacob Absolutely. cares about is pitching. And we had this unique relationship that, you know, he would ask me to do things. See, I, Darren, I, I never wanted to be a suit. I wanted to be one of the guys. I would be a subject of laughter and practical jokes. And, you know, Jacob and I would do these things. He never once refused me to interview. And that's the kind of relationship we had. And I went to him. He said, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. So he sat down with the author, wrote this nice thing. But they wanted to let people I could relate just to the younger guys, and not just the old guys like myself. Well, I think that's great. I mean, I, like you hit the nail on the head too with with just kind of being down for everything because mm-hmm. you know with the emergence of social media, you know, towards the, like the third decade of your career right. with the Mets, um, that's a big transition. You know, I got the bobblehead here on on the <laughs> desk. If anyone's listening afterwards, they can't see it, but you know, you did the bobblehead here with you holding a cell phone. <laughs> you know, you were part of the ice bucket challenge. You did the Harlem Shake. Um, I'm sure I'm missing a bunch of things, but how? Did they have to really twist your arm into any of that stuff, or were you kind of just down for anything? No, no, never, never a twist. Johnny Franklin once told me, you know, you, to, to get along in the locker room, you have to be able to laugh at yourself, beat up by the practical joke. This video cost me a couple million dollars. But a funny story with this: I, in 2011, I broke my ankle and I was out of work. I had gone like 20 years with 162 games. So I broke my ankle. 
and I was suing the place when I fell. And when it really went viral, my lawyer said, well, I love your video, but you just proved the case. <laughs> no oh my God. way. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't care. Yeah, I, no, I was always, you know, I could, I could have written a whole book of all the stuff that Johnny Franco did to me, putting white out my glasses, cutting my ties, ice cream in my suits, racking my work bag. You know, it was out all out of love, and, uh, you know, and that's how I viewed it as. I mean, if you take that kind of stuff seriously, you, you couldn't exist in a locker room for as long as I did. Oh, my God. That's the million-dollar Harlem Shake video. You know, <laughs> it's it was <laughs> My lawyer said, you've got great moves, bouncing around on your bad ankle, which is not going to sell well with the place you're suing. Oh, no. You know what? It's funny. I posted that, I, you know, reposted that the other day as we have our phone ringing here, which actually never rings in the studio. I apologize. <laughs> um, so I reposted the video the other day, and it's funny how many <laughs> Mets fans hadn't seen that yet. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe because they're like new to social media, maybe they're a little bit younger and they were just confused. They'd never seen it before. Right. So Gary, uh, sending the clowns, Gary actually texted me mm -hmm. that he, I guess he donated all the costumes. I was going to ask, where yeah, did all those costumes did. come from? Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. So, that's um, me dancing with Troy Hawkins in the front of the thing. I, I, I figured I was, I was, I want to know who is who, and I'm sure you, you can't probably remember all no, of them. Yeah. What did you want to no, know though? Troy Which Hawkins one were you? Rudolph. With it. You know what? It was a cheap bonding thing in the beginning right. of the year. They asked me to do it, so I did it. You know. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I know. Mine was there's there's a Rudolph pulling like a Frosty the Snowman in a cart, and I've just yeah. always wondered who those two are. I don't know I if you can't, remember. I can't remember. It was fun. There's so never, many people. I was always afraid. Never to be afraid to laugh at yourself. You know. Absolutely. It's, it's just in a bait in any kind of sports environment, you can't. And you you just want to exist for that more, and that's the way I did it. And uh, you know, I I could have written a whole book of of the jokes that Johnny Franco pulled on me. but it <laughs> Well, it's funny. The only guy um, to show his face besides you is Daniel Murphy. Oh, my God. I love that. Daniel Murphy <laughs> was so confident in his dance moves. You can yes. see it in his face. He felt himself. It was amazing. It was my favorite part of the video. to do. You know, I mean, everybody get a kick out of it. The only problem was we had, I had like four takes to do it. And the end of the end, I couldn't even walk up to my office after that. <laughs> my ankle was so sore. <laughs> well, I'm sure you got a lot of great stuff in the book and I'm sorry, you know, you and I have talked a lot about having you on the show and I'm, I wanted to do it in person, but when COVID hit, obviously yeah. neither of us are at the ballpark. Right. I become a hermit there in my house <laughs> in New Jersey. I go out for a walk and, you know, just try to be safe like everybody else. Oh yeah, of course. So, you know, we do have more to get to with you, but I want to promote the book a little bit. I have the, it on the screen now. It's obviously on Amazon, like everywhere else, but uh, wherever books are, are sold, uh, it's called Mr. Met, how a sports mad kid from Jersey became uh, like family to generations of big leaguers, definitely go check it out. Yeah, is um, there one last thing. I, uh, it should be about Chad and National Women's Month. She was the greatest, a great worker, great legacy, and and you know we, people can't forget her. You know, five years seems like it was yesterday. Yeah, but she was just a tremendous part of the Mets. Uh, history and I'm glad you took a little time to remember her today. It means well, yeah, I don't want I don't want you to go yet though. I, I unless you're in a rush, I have <laughs> no, a couple no, more no, things. No. Cool, because uh, you know what, we're starting a new thing here where the last guest asks asks the next guest a question. And David Wright was our last guest, our previous <laughs> guest before you. So we have one here from David. But before we get to that, I have a few things when I was searching for some images here on uh, for the show. I want to ask you if you can recall, I'm going to show you a photo and tell me what's going on here because <laughs> I'm, I'm just a little confused. Maybe you can shed some light. We call this back in Jay's heyday or yeah, J-Day. Day. Ba back in <laughs> back the J-Day. Day. <laughs> All right. So tell me if you remember what this could be about. Yeah, that was, I had gone on to Twitter, you know, Jeff Wilpon <laughs> had wanted me going to Twitter to be myself. 
And this was during the hype Davids, one of Davids WBC's appearance, and he was nicknamed Captain America. Ah. So I went by his locker, he wasn't there, and I was the real Captain America that day. <laughs> it was tough getting to that costume, I can tell you that. <laughs> I got similar it. to the one you wore in the Harlem Shake video. Yeah, Tight blue is just your thing. Well, you and David seem to have a great relationship, too. I mean, down at spring training, that photo of you sticking your tongue out wearing his uniform, you guys seem to have a great relationship. Yeah, he's a special kind of guy, and he's been a good friend for a lot of years. And, uh, you know, now he's, he's in California with three, raising three young kids, and he's uh, busy being a good dad. Yeah. So let's ask you if you remember what this one's about. This was my, my 65th birthday. We're standing in front of a, of a, a restaurant in New Jersey, and somebody gave me a, a gift, like a, a traffic coordinator. So I went out on Route 46. I was uh, commanding traffic for about an hour. I almost got hit by a car a couple of times. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun, though. Yeah, I zoomed, I zoomed in. It's, I think it says crossing guard on, on the bottom yes, there. Yes, the, I, If you're listening I, afterwards. My new career. <laughs> if you're listening afterwards, definitely go back and watch the replay of the show. we got some great images here. Uh, i got two more here for you. This is I obviously know what this is from, but just walk me through maybe <laughs> what it's like being in a moment like this. That was great. That was 2015. That's what we all worked for. And, you know, it, it, the locker room, it, this was in, I was in Chicago, I think, right? I yep, yep. Backer. Just that we, you know, we swept the Cubs. And, you know, you're with these guys from, like, February to the end of the year. And for them, this fits me makes you feel like you're part of the team, you know. Right. I, I put, yeah. did put the goggles on this time. It's just like one of the guys, and it was a big moment. All right, and this awesome. is this one I think is excellent. It's black and white. It's an old one. <laughs> I don't know if you remember it, but what is going on here with these two beautiful girls giving you a kiss? Well, that was Bobby, Bobby Bonilla's bowling tour, if I remember correctly. <laughs> they were the, the Rango girls or the whatever girls. And it was the end, and we used to help Bobby with his uh, with his bowling tournament. So at the end, uh, I guess they were, you know, trying to close you up to a chubby Jewish guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I zoomed in. I think that they're wearing like Budweiser. They're probably like a yes, sponsor uh, of the Mets at the time. Oh, it's amazing. Wrong yeah, wrong beer. It's all good. Now they're on to Coors Light over there at the ballpark. Yeah, right. <laughs> Woohoo! Um, cool. So I want to get to that question from David because this is a funny one. Um, <laughs> Two part. It's a two-part question. So first part is, SJ, about all the confrontations he nearly got in with the media members, <laughs> I would need more than two hands to count the times where I would walked in on Jay getting into it with a, social, with a media member about a BS article or someone taking a cheap shot at a player. He really cared a lot about the players and had our backs. I'd be interested in hearing if there was ever anything physical or just <laughs> verbal. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't think, well, listen, my physique, I don't think anything was physical. I mean, one time, well, I don't know if you remember, Darren, a couple of years ago, you know, Ryan Church had a uh, got a concussion, yeah. yep. and we flew him across the country, and it was a reporter from one of the New York papers, you know, criticizing Ryan for, for something, and he got in his face, and uh, I stepped in the middle, and, and uh, we, we had some stuff when, when in the middle of the 80s when Daryl and Doc and Keith to lesser extent got in trouble, and my whole thing was only baseball matters, uh, only baseball questions. So it got too uh, too carry. I I would always step in and uh, you know never took a blow, but I was always there to protect the players. And I think the guys knew that, which makes me feel good. Oh, absolutely! It's always great to you know have someone in your corner, especially you know in the clubhouse. I'm sure it gets a little tense sometimes. But um, his second question was, <laughs> SJ, who his favorite third baseman is of all time? Hubie <laughs> <UB> Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, 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 
he knows it's David Wright. I mean, <laughs> he's, he knows it's David Wright. And, uh, but uh, that's with one time we were, uh, we were, I was being quizzed somebody. Here's who my favorite met was. And I said, John Franco, and it got back to him. And I didn't, I didn't hear about it for about two months. Who's your favorite met? John Franco? Get John Franco to do the interview. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he never let me forget that. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Listen, Jay, thank you so much for your time. I can't wait Sorry to see you. Sorry I screwed up the phone, guys. I no, mean, I, real, no cool. it's great. It's Jay, it great. was perfect. And right. uh, I can't wait to see you again in person. All right, good, good luck. Stay healthy. That's the main thing, guys. Absolutely. Mm, and too. again, uh, you know, pick up Jay's book. It's called Mr. Met. Okay. Uh, it's pretty much available wherever books are sold. And um, maybe bring it to the ballpark. Jay could sign it for you one day when we get back <laughs> I there. I hope so. I hope so. Be well, guys. Huh? Thanks a lot. You too. Have Thanks, a good Jay. one. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. That was, oh, that was awesome. awesome. He's the best. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. Like, what happens with the phone happened. I just felt like that was the perfect, like, sprinkle on top. Yeah. Amazing. Put a little sprinkle on the top. That was great. So yeah. definitely go pick up Jay's book. I have a copy here. And I, I showed you a photo of it the other day. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that it was, like, a pre-copy. Yeah, there was say? a sticker on it. It said not for sale. Like it was like unproofed, whatever. So I was like, I don't think we can give that away. I don't think we could show that. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, we're not showing the cover of the book because right. it's not the it's the not the official cover. Yeah. You just saw it. So if you're listening afterwards again, um, we want you to go over and and share the show. That's how you get into the running to get some free stuff. Post it on your wall. And um, yeah, that's that's the story. So definitely definitely go ahead and do that. You know, we forgot to do this in the beginning. We have so many people watching live across the, the, the different platforms, mm -hmm. and I want to know where people are from. So in the comments, maybe we can give a prize out. Well, yeah, who's furthest no, away? I was just going to say that. <laughs> Someone's going to lie and say they're yeah. on, you know, in Australia or something. Right. But post where you're from in the comments. want to just get a feel for that. I was looking at the statistics or the stats of the show, mm -hmm. and um, last week's downloads, there was just as many downloads of old episodes mm. combined as the newest one, which That's is strange. Weird. Yeah. So people are going in. A lot of people are going in and watching the old shows. Maybe they watched Even us last that, week yes. and we're like, this is great. We need to watch all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got <laughs> to binge watch five seasons of Orange and Blue thing. Um, yeah. So that's really cool. That's so, awesome. you know, I, I understand like if it's an interview, like the J one sure. is timeless now. Yeah, yeah. But like the David Wright one is timeless. Right. Um, you know, learning that he likes Paw Patrol and whatever oh, else amazing. it is. But I wonder if he ever got the dog. We got to find out. Episodes where we're just talking about like Mets stuff, yeah. current Mets stuff. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make any sense why anyone would listen to that now. I know. But hey, I love it. Keep it going. <laughs> Keep it going. Keep so, we're not uh, discouraging you. Shout out to We're going to pull some of you guys in here. We got uh, Brandon in Chandler, Arizona. We got Jim in Maspeth, Queens. Uh, we got Shouty watching from Hofstra <laughs> right now. What's up, Shouty? We got uh, Jonathan in Central Georgia, so uh, wow. we're we're filling in the uh, the East Coast here. We got um, it's uh, a little early uh, for West Coasters. Sorry, uh, Joe in Florida. So yeah, everyone's checking in. So we awesome. got Ryan watching on YouTube from uh, Boca Raton. For whatever reason, I had an old friend that used to call Boca Raton the rat's mouth. I don't know why he would call it that. I have nothing for you. I don't know. I have nothing like a, to contribute to I don't that. Know if that's statement. a real thing, or he just used to say I have that. No idea. But this guy Daryl used to ride BMX with this guy. Oh, the rat's mouth, Boca Raton. I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, Someone confirm or deny that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we want to give us another special shout out to our friends over at Dugout Mugs. What's up? 
Oh, okay. Thank God so for Lizzie. Lizzie. <laughs> Lizzie, just, Lizzie just confirmed Boca Raton means the rat's mouth. Just confirmed. Two, two very white people are hosting this show. <laughs> Boca is mouth and Raton is rat. Is rat. Okay. So anyway. So we just only speak English, I guess. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but <laughs> Thank whatever. you, Lizzie. Thanks for popping in. <laughs> um, we want to give a special shout out to our friends over at dugout mugs because dugout mugs has been a friend of ours for a couple years now and last week's uh promo they're they're running running it this week as well so go to dugoutmugs.com slash seven line number seven l-i-n-e and you can get a free knob shot which is freaking nice. spectacular they take the, the the bottom of a baseball bat hollow it out and turn it into a shot mug um, I'm not calling it a glass, but it's a it's a knob shot. They call mm -hmm. it the knob shot. We talked about it last week about <laughs> doing the power hour. That's what somebody I think said it was. But then they replied. Did you see that? I think they yeah, added both of us. I did. They said they do it for the extra 30 minutes. So it's like an it's 90 ounces in an hour. And I don't half think that's drinking responsibly. I don't think Coors would want us. No, to that's do. not responsible <laughs> at all. That's that's you know crazy. That's my excuse for why but. I can't do that. <laughs> These are freaking awesome. They're engraved. Um, if you're not a Mets fan and you're still watching the show, we appreciate you watching the show. But, um, you know, th they are the only ones that have the uh, the MLB license, the MLBPA license. They're handmade in Florida. Right. Well, they have tooling, but they're made in Florida. So head on over to dugoutmugs.com slash seven line. You get a free one. All you got to do is pay the shipping. They're normally $24.50. So you're getting an insane deal. If you're not into the knob shot, you don't like free stuff for whatever reason. <laughs> uh, they have so many different offerings. They have the wine mugs. They have their regular mugs. You can get a photo engraved on here. We talked about so this last cool, year. Yeah. Great Father's Day gifts. Yeah, A lot of really cool stuff um, that they have over on their site. So definitely go check them out. Follow all their social media. Get involved. They're always doing giveaways. Yeah, They're giving stuff away, getting people involved, teaching people about their process. And um, we're really excited to have them a part of our family as well. So definitely go check them out. Free, free, free. How could you not want something for free? What do we got? What do we got? I don't know what I wanted to do here. I was going to do <laughs> some clapping. Some claps. <laughs> some claps for dugout mode. Um, oh, so we covered uh, opening day. We talked about um, opening night being in mm -hmm. D.C. But if you haven't heard, I mean, the Mets are playing a game today. It's not televised. I know. It's not on the radio. Um, I don't think any more Monday games are televised because I remember it's my next only next Monday they're off. Yeah, it's my only day off of the week, and I remember being so mad I can't watch a single game because <laughs> yeah, they're not yeah. playing on TV. So we don't have to compete compete with them anymore, which is great. <laughs> but we understand why, right? I mean, this year, oh, sure. There, you know, uh, Madge, who runs the Mets booth Twitter account, wrote that you know they in years past they would do the road games as well Absolutely. on the radio, and they didn't really see the needle move all that much. Yeah, um, on the rating side, I guess of it. Um, I certainly still listen to it Same. because, you know, I spend a lot of my time either here mm -hmm. or in the car. I'm always in the car, yeah. So I have the game on. And, um, you know, with COVID now, they're not trying to send Howie and Wayne to be in booths and travel and yada, yada. So that's the reason why they're not doing it as much this right. year. But ESPN is broadcasting or whatever, uh, hosting or airing opening night, which <sighs> is on April 1st. So it's Howie, your time to shine. <laughs> Howie and Wayne are going to see a spike. I mean, they're doing yeah. such a phenomenal job anyway. But what I used to do when I lived in Queens, mm -hmm. and I had, I still have it. It's like this tower, um, like docking station, right? And you could pause because you could pause your television, mm -hmm. whichever one is ahead or behind. You pause and sync it Just up. Wait, yeah. So I synced up in the World Series 
in 15 so I can listen to sure. Howie and Josh Lewin at the time. Mm -hmm. And then I, I want them to do the game. Not absolutely. Fox. Absolutely. And ESPN is horrific. They're so bad. The, the other the other day, opening day, was it opening day? No, it was the second game on Friday. I yeah. watched at home. It was on ESPN. The whole first inning, they're doing like a split screen interview with like Soto or something. Right. They didn't talk about the game at all. And wasn't it like he wasn't even there? It no, was he was like, like home somewhere. Have we not had enough Zoom interviews for one lifetime? Let's just watch some freaking baseball. It was <laughs> like, it was hard to watch. Like I yeah. almost turned it off. Like I didn't want to be the person who's just like tweeting the entire time about my hate for ESPN right. because like obviously people don't want to just see that because everyone. If you go on your, your yeah, timeline, yeah, yeah. it's all it was. Yeah, it's yeah, people yeah. hating on ESPN. I didn't even get to watch the game. This is how I know it's my timeline it was, was just horrible, shambles. Yeah. Horrible. Where it's like almost got to the point where I just wanted to turn it off. And like Lindor, Lind yeah. Lindor love Lindor, love Dom Smith, right. love all these guys that they interviewed. Right. Sandy was on, which his mask looked like it was upside down, <laughs> but it wasn't. God bless the him. mask was correct because uh -huh. Kelly and I were sitting there watching it like, is this upside down? <laughs> but the mask was, you know, had the peak in the right spot, right. but the print was wrong. Oh. So you must have got a misprint or whatever. Maybe it was like inside out. No, no. It was the logo was the correct way, but it was upside down. Oh, no. So whatever. I love hearing Sandy, get your money them, back. <laughs> but I don't need to hear Lindor for an inning. Or at or, least maybe you know, like by the third week annoying. of spring training, when people have had enough of spring training games, then you throw those in there. But like the first couple of games, people just want to watch baseball. Yeah, like was, that's why we're watching. It was hard to watch. Yeah, it's a lot. It was definitely hard to watch. Um, is ESPN. What is this comment here? Is ESPN putting Booger McFarlane on the broadcast? <laughs> I'm just reading some comments here. So anyway, that's what's going on on opening night. Yeah. Um, I would say under a normal under normal circ circumstances, I would be like, screw it, I'll just go to DC instead of yeah. having to watch it on ESPN. But, yeah. You know, I'm not trying to put. We myself used to out do that. Right 2015, we went down to DC for opening day. And that I, was the best. And I called it on the way home. Yep. Well, I would have said it anyway. What I'm talking about well, is on the way home, like well, World Series. Well, I had I got a picture with David that day. I had a big sign that said something like, um, you gotta believe the captain will write the ship. And it was like we were gonna make the playoffs. And I was like, I'm so happy I have that picture from like 2015 opening day. It was like any other year it would have been like, eh. Yeah, yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. So obviously we're not going down. We don't even know if we're going down for our outing. I think that's in like April, not April. I think it's in like June. Yeah. Our first one's supposed to be Tampa in May. So I, I posted a photo of a new shirt we're coming out with. It looks like a recliner. It says LGM yeah. 2021. That. that was good. And the caption I wrote was like, um, looks like we're going to be watching a lot of games from home again. And everyone's like, oh, wait, what did you hear? Are we not going? It just means that there's no way if you saw the shirt, if you didn't see the shirt, whatever, go check it out. It's, it's probably going to do pretty well for us. After but, the show, don't leave. Uh, don't she? Don't leave the show. <laughs> do it afterwards. Um, the the whole premise of it is i don't see a ballpark being 100 percent capacity there's until no at least way. 2022 there's no way i mean texas they probably would yeah but just because they're reckless right but, um i don't see it happening so that's what it means it means like we're probably not going to a lot of games right. if you are if you get to go to some cool if not you're going to be watching from you're probably that's not going to go about. to as many as those people who go to games frequently are probably not going to go to nearly as many as they would ideally in a normal season yeah so. i mean nothing's canceled we have so much stuff planned yeah i hope we can get there and we'll see what happens but first things first we have to know what's going on on right. april 8th at city field you have tickets you don't know if you're going I don't know if I'm going. It's so stressful. Um, you know, people have to plan their lives. You know, know, take off of work and and to take off of work. And I think these dogs are not going to walk. These themselves. dogs are not going to walk themselves. Okay. <laughs> and my assistant Kristen, who's one of my good friends, I met her. You know, through the Mets. She's a huge Mets fan, so I never make her work opening day either because that's just like you know I'm going to go to City Field. You have to go walk dogs. Like I literally just tell people 
opening day. I don't tell them, you know, because it's opening day. But I'll be like, the cutie care is closed <laughs> on April 8th, whatever the date is. And I never do that. I never say we're unavailable for walks. So everyone's like, fine, no big deal. And so I'm at the point where like, I need to give the heads up. It's like a month out. Like I need people to make arrangements for who's going to come let their dog out that day. And I want to do that. But I also don't want to lose a whole day of business if I don't have to. Do you so, play who let the dogs out a lot? I don't. You know what? <laughs> I actually, when Corona started and they were telling you to like sing songs while washing your hands. 20 seconds. That yeah. was my song of choice. No and I, yeah. I was. Just, hmm. I got I to gotta add that to our. Yeah, yeah. We definitely need to add that every time you talk about work. <laughs> who let the dogs out. I wasn't talking about the hot dog. <laughs> So um, that's good too. Though. Yeah, that is pretty good. I wasn't talking about the hot dog. So, are you blocked by Strowman? No, I love Marcus Strowman. He actually, you tweeted me the other day when he was beefing with Bauer because Bauer. I, I hate speaking his name and giving him the attention he wants. Such a toolbox. I know, but I'll just reiterate. You and I almost made like a deal. We weren't going to talk about him yeah. that much, but I mean, I'm talking about Strowman. I'm not talking about him, but I have to talk I, to him to get there. But did you see that he pitched with one eye closed on purpose because he wants to make it harder on himself? I saw that and I scrolled loser. right past it. I scrolled right past it. I was like, yeah. I'm not giving this attention. Such a loser. Like, listen, he is very much trying to be the player who makes baseball interesting. I want to find some Dodgers fans to come on the show. I and be know. Like, what do you think of this yeah. guy? What yeah. Cool. He's like, listen, I people are gonna say in the day if he pitches great, great. All power to you. Loser. But he's the player who's making baseball, in my opinion, more hateable. And I don't, I cannot say if that's the same for the players. I think Mets players have kind of had enough of him, but you know, I don't know what he's like as a teammate. I'm not gonna say whatever. But he, you know, there was some Strowman had tweeted somebody something about, you know, like, um, you know, there's no excuse for not treating women and people of color with respect or something like that. And somebody in Bauer chime in, you know, well, why can't we treat everybody with respect? Just like, oh shut God. up. So I found a tweet that Bauer had that sent to recent? someone. This was a couple weeks no ago. No way. A couple weeks ago. So Bauer, I found a screenshot of you a tweet that Bauer that had to, sent. That's, you can compare that to a lot of other I know. Yeah. I know. That's not the right response. Not great. So, because I think it was like something how, you know, they were criticizing Bauer. And so Bauer was like, well, why are you being disrespectful to me? Like, that was his angle. Right. And I was like, there was a screenshot when he tweeted a fan that said, it was something like, feel free to quit life. No one will miss you. Like, we won't miss you. I'm like, you yourself. literally told a fan to kill yourself and no one would miss you. And Strowman saw that he was like, sheesh, with like the eye roll emoji or whatever. Um, so I know I am not blocked by Marcus Strowman. Well, I love I Marcus Strowman. that up is because anytime Strowman does anything, yeah. uh, you know, positive, he doesn't do anything negative right. uh, in my eyes. But, you know, when he's putting stuff out there and being as, as you know, he's feeling himself, which I understand that it that doesn't rub everyone the same way. People hate I, confidence, man. But it's, he is more than confident. He's overconfident, yeah. which is great. You have to be as a professional Especially athlete in, in New not, York. I'm not him. I've never walked in his shoes. Right. I don't, I don't know what he goes through day in and day out, whether he's a professional athlete or not, mm -hmm. whether he's at the ballpark pitching or what he goes through. Right. But if that's what makes him better, feel confident and comfortable in his own skin and, and wants to go out there and perform and be the man, then let him do it. Why Absolutely. Do but, Yesterday, when he didn't have the great spring training, spring training, spring spring training. Cares, yeah. Well, I only bring it up because last on his on his season, you know, spring training season debut, whatever you want oh, to yeah, call he was it. Great. He was great. And yeah. I'm like, oh, he's great. You right. know, let's get behind him. Mm -hmm. So then yesterday he wasn't so great. And it was always like, all right, cue the cue the peanut gallery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, second start out uh, trying to work on things, so on and so forth. But, um, you know, positivity and 
PMA, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. goes a long way. My mom went through a cancer scare yeah. a few years ago, and I was talking to her about being as confident and and strong in the brain as you could be because it helps so much. Absolutely. I'm not a, you know, I did go to Catholic school. I don't have to go into XYZ here, right. but like, I'm not a very spiritual guy. Sure. You know, so I almost feel weird sometimes being like, I'll pray for you because, like, I don't pray. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like that's phony to say, but sure. like, I'll can you keep my thoughts, positive vibes, whatever you want to say. Absolutely. Um, so, I just feel like that's, I don't know about his faith, but if that's what gets him to be a better person, then how could you not have someone's back that I wants mean, to be positive? Not only that, there's so much freaking negative crap in the world. If what's ruining your day is Marcus Stroman saying, I'm positive and I'm a happy <laughs> yeah. person and I make people's lives better, go take a walk. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. There is so much to be angry about if a confident man being good at his job and saying it out loud bothers you. That's a you problem. Yep. I mean, I listen, I think we have had so many negative stories about negative players being lazy or whatever. And here we have somebody who is showing you every single day I put the work in. I'm the best version of myself I'm going to be. And I want you to know it. What is wrong with that? If you have a problem, listen, I know he's he's block happy, trigger happy, but whatever. If you're I, I, I totally get it. He has thousands and thousands of followers and just unnecessary voices giving their opinion every single day. If you had the option to when an annoying person is telling you something you don't want to hear and to block them in real life, I would do that in a heartbeat. Do you block a lot of people? I really honestly I don't block on Twitter. I just I I, I always say, you know, star patrol. Just don't acknowledge and they'll go away. I'm a nobody um, and I have people who like a few people that yeah. hang on my every word. I could write that like I wrote something recently like about like juicing or something or yeah. something like, you know, I, I try to be healthy, right. you know, we're drinking a lot of water, like juicing is in juice is not steroids. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. Like making fresh juice at home right. or having smoothies or, you know, I have like a pretty plant-based diet now. Yeah. And then like they hate it on that. I was like, if you're a complete stranger, we yeah. never met each other and you care about like what I'm doing. That's, you're a real that's the thing. I mean, I I'm, really... no, I'm on the, so low on the totem pole <laughs> compared to like the world. Right. Right. And you care about what I do? I mean, I just think anything like that, like Freaking personal decisions, like why do you care? I don't, I know. don't know. I love Marcus Stroman. He's going to kill it this year. And I can't wait for everyone who hates him to just have to eat crow. So, so speaking of positive vibes, we do want to mention our boy, Michael Barron, oh, yes. who is going through a lot right now. And, um, you know, he posted something this morning. He's I loved said, uh, that. He's I wearing that. a Seaver t-shirt yeah. to uh, go for a biopsy this morning at Sloan. Yeah. And, you know, same thing I wrote to him was like, you know, positive mind positive body right. like no uh, strong mind strong body like yeah, you got yeah. it like i feel like when you accept defeat mm-hmm. if you're going in thinking this is going to suck it's going to suck right you know you have to have a positive mindset and everything for those of you who don't know i mean i don't want to get too much into his own personal life although he, you know he's been pretty open about it but uh michael Barron, he used to write for mets blog back in the day great photographer if you don't follow him you should um he, he has had the most unreal month i can ever fathom him and his mother were both hospitalized with covid I think his mother, I think they're both okay and recovered from that. But while he was in the hospital with COVID, you know, they were doing like a chest x-ray or something and they found cancer. Right. So now he has cancer. And last week, his nine-year-old daughter was hit by a car in front of him. She's fine. Everything is okay. He was like dropping her off to school. Yeah. And like, maybe I don't know. Can you even fathom that all in one month? No. So The kids keep on coming. Yeah. Prayers, uh, thoughts, whatever you give, give them to him. Absolutely. We are all thinking of you. It's, I can't even imagine. Wild. Wild. And if there's anything that we can do to help, I just oh, want yeah. them to throw up a GoFundMe or something like anything. Anything. I just feel so terrible. Let us know. Yeah, yeah, we have a good relationship. Um, 
the canvases that we were selling for a little bit. Uh, he shot the one from opening day at City Field in oh, 2009. Nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember, it was the photo uh, of the field with the American flag. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he shot that. And we were selling it on our site for a little bit. So yeah. Um, shout out to the whole Baron family. We're, we're thinking of you for sure. Yeah. Um, a couple more things to catch up on before we turn this thing off. Um, we pretty much ran down the whole thing, but if you didn't hear the news this morning on, um, on the, the little Twitter machine there, <laughs> the, uh, damn, I'm trying to be, where's the button? Find the button. <laughs> so, uh, the you Mets have to write the button next to each thing. You know what it is? I have to, I have to color coordinate. Them. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, this morning, like pretty early, which I was actually happy that you were up very early. I was up early walking um, dogs. The uh, the Mets and Lindor are going to start sparking up this conversation yeah. about the extension. Let's and, go. Um, you know, that's definitely something that's – you don't want that to loom over, you know, into the season. Like, no. get it over. If you're going to do it, get, do it He now. already said he's not going to negotiate in season. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But, like, I, I know that, you know, it's a new chapter for the Mets, but there's still that innate fear in me that, you know, if he spends too much time here, he's going to be like, I got to get out. Yeah. <laughs> lock him up before he knows what new york is really well, like not anymore no, that's what i'm saying it's not, not anymore but i still have that like ptsd of like right, right, right but no i think it'll be fine i just really hope they do lock him up before the season starts it's just the constant question but how do you think makes conforto feel they got to do both they got to get them they got to get them both done i agree and, you know can they really well i don't know i'm not i'm not uh you know, Steve Cohen's pocket I right agree. now, but you know, Lindor is going to definitely get at least $300 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think it's, money. I think it's fair to wait on Syndergaard because he's been hurt for the right, majority right. of the no, past few seasons. I'm cool with that. But can Fordo Lindor get it done? Yeah. Why, why not? There's no done. reason. Absolutely. Yeah. Get it done. So <laughs> I know I'm getting annoying here. It wasn't a fart. It's fine. No fart sounds this week. I'm <laughs> fart free. Um, listen though, but share the show, get involved. We want to, uh, you know, help grow the show a little bit. Post it on your wall. If you're on Facebook, post it on your wall. If you're on Twitter, definitely hit the little retweet button. That's how you get involved in getting free stuff. Yeah. We give away free stuff each week. And if you're listening afterwards on, on you know, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, whatever, we appreciate those listens as well. We love it. But go on over and share the show. And that's how you can get some free stuff. So awesome. I know that coming to America, what year were you born again? 95. Yeah. So coming to the first coming to America was out like, nine years before you're born i think so you may not <laughs> have seen, even seen some it. of it yeah i've seen some of it the sequel not good you know what how much pressure are you putting on a sequel this many years later for such an iconic movie i could have told you it wasn't going to be as good as the first do one do you remember when people would be like oh that movie was so good it went straight to tape <laughs> well it's like funny because now it went straight to netflix because they're you know you yeah, can't yeah, yeah. Be, i think theaters are open but um netflix man they had to shell out a lot of money for this because not only is like pretty much everyone that's alive from right. the first one still in the movie, mm -hmm. but they had a, so many cameos in this movie where yeah. it was almost to the point where there was too many cameos where they were like trying too it was hard. too much stuff. I don't know if you saw the Entourage movie, but like everyone was in the Entourage movie where it was almost like, oh, now this person's in it. It's yeah. like, it's too much. Right. So I didn't, I wasn't blown away from it by it, but uh, I did watch the Biggie documentary last night on Netflix. I highly recommend that one. It was also before your time. Oh, did, have you watched Free Britney? Did we talk about this? Kelly's been watching it. I'm not a free Britney guy. Oh my but. God, you should be. Everyone should be on board to free Britney, but I digress. Continue. But the stuff <laughs> that's been coming up after the fact because of like people are shining light on some things because of the Britney stuff. Yep. Like David Letterman's pretty creepy. Oh my God. Have you watched some of his I old interviews? I saw the Paris Hilton one. Did you see the Lindsay Lohan one? Did you see the Jennifer Aniston one? No. What did he do? My girl, Jen. Gross. Ugh. He like goes around her and, and like tries to like kiss her neck and she's like, what are you doing? And then he puts her hair in his mouth and like sucks on it. 
and then gives her a napkin and she cleans it off. It's terrifying how recent this was. And we were just like all and okay she with looked it. and she even said to him, like, the people in the front row are like horrified right yeah. now. And he's like, all right. he just kept it moving. Like, that was no big deal. Yeah. Really, really weird. Creepy. Times are changing. And really, thank freaking God. Really weird. And this is where we get off the rails <laughs> a little bit. But um, yeah, some things. I remember I texted you the other day because you're in that. You probably watched like Harry Potter and shit like that. Yeah. To ask you who the new Batman was. Well, you said you said it was either the Twilight or the the Harry Potter. So I've never seen either of them. And I was like, oh my god, that means it's either Daniel Radcliffe or Rob Pattinson. And I was like, Daniel Radcliffe would be a terrible Batman. It has to it be Rob Pattinson. Pattinson. Yeah. Yeah. So Which there's I the new Batman coming out. Now we're kind of getting off the rails here, but <laughs> um, listen, guys, we have fun doing this each week. Uh, get involved, share the show, come back each week, tell your friends. We have a good time with it. Next week, we have Disha from Daily News. Disha, did I ever talk about that? Did I yeah, at the very beginning of the show, I but it's it. good to reiterate. So next week, Disha's going to be on the show. Yep. We'll, we'll chat with her about you know all things Mets, mm -hmm. state of the team, what it's like being down there at spring training this yep. year with all the different protocols and so on and so forth. Um, yeah. So opening day, I mean, hopefully by oh, next Oh, and we got to get Jay to ask her a question to continue our tradition now. We do. We, we, we got to reach out to Jay. I'll reach, I'll reach out to <laughs> Jay and get a question. <laughs> Jay has uh, to ask share a question. Thanks so much to David Wright for uh, helping us out with that uh, that interview with Jay. That was a fun one. Mm -hmm. And uh, anything else we didn't cover here? I don't the show ain't quick. Yeah, that was really I got to go to Queens now. Did I tell you that? <laughs> Have fun. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, I got to go. I, I'll tell you about it afterwards. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to Queens now. I'm actually, it's great that we started at noon because it gives me the extra hour oh, yeah, to now good. drive on the LA. Right. Uh, which I hate. So uh, 24 <laughs> days till opening night, 31 days until the home opener. We will see if we're going to be there. I don't know if we will. Hopefully by next Monday, we have more clarity on that. Thank you guys so much for checking in with us on the chat. Uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. We appreciate it. If you're watching this afterwards on Instagram, got not, got nothing for you, but go back and do the share stuff and <laughs> yeah. we'll we'll uh, get you in the running for some free free stuff, free Met stuff. Awesome. So thanks, Julia. Thank you. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, David Wright. We'll see you guys next week. And uh, that's it. Well Put it in the box. Put it in the, put it in the, put it in the box. Oh my God. All right, I, I, had, I had to. <laughs> All right, see you guys. Bye. Have a good one.